everyone, welcome back to Rally Caps. It's a podcast for artists, entrepreneurs, and everybody in between. I'm Steven. I'm Gene. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and I'm Eric. Oh, my God. Were you sitting on that? Just waiting to do that? I was like, what do I say? <laughs> like five seconds before he started. That's a good one. That was good. That was good. It was like unexpected. That. That, that was good. good. That was good. That was good. That was good. And, uh, and, we're, <laughs> and we're doing a podcast today. Uh, yeah. So today we are going to be starting by discussing the topic of short form content, specifically Instagram reels and our personal experiences with them, all in an attempt to answer a question. Are Instagram Reels evil? Spoiler alert, no. They're yes. not. They're not, wait, actually. What? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've all been talking about this a little bit recently. We're gonna we're gonna touch on this more in a little bit after we talk about personal experiences, but we're trying to, you know, bring a little more positivity into the year, a little more optimism, hmm. and I think hopefully shift mindsets about things that are very stigmatized like reels, because I think a lot of photographers in particular hate them because of the connotation that they bring, but hopefully in our personal experiences that we share, we can maybe shift that mindset a little bit. What do you say? I'll just be quiet the whole episode. Oh, great. Okay, no, you open up then. Hey, when someone says you should go make an Instagram reel, what's your gut check response to that? No. Cool. (laughs) Why? Let's examine that. I I mean, it's it's reflective of the one I just posted earlier this week. which one was that? Uh, well, I just sat down and was like, hey, stop um, stop recycling the same audio that everyone else is using and mm. like, sit with your thoughts and make something that comes from within you. And do you think that's possible to do with Instagram Reels? Yes. Yes. That's so that's cool. the positive spin. Okay. But in general, though, your gut check is like, <laughs> but ew. I, well, I was in a weird mood that morning and I was like, you know what? I'm feeling, because I was just listening. I was Nick, listening to Nick and Jordan on Nick Bear's podcast and they're talking about their creative evolution over the past five years okay. and how at the end of it, like while their production value has just elevated to a ridiculously high standard, they're both just like, hey, we don't, we don't. I mean, sure. Yeah. That just kind of comes with time, but like all we care about is what the message is at this point and how it's affecting yeah. and landing with people. And I'm like, I couldn't agree more. So I, I just, I don't know. It was kind of that fed up moment and point where I was like, I just want to say something about this mm-hmm. because I deleted TikTok off my phone. And the natural thing you do when you delete TikTok off your phone is you just go to Instagram reels <laughs> and start watching those. <laughs> Cause I never yes. did before, like at all. And I'm like, oh, what Mm. is this about? And every other one is like, use this trending audio now. Ah, okay. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Like, is this? And then I saw some other guy who was like making money on TikTok by screen recording YouTube videos. He was screen recording like gameplay. Okay. And then stacking it with some other kind of video. Okay. Bringing it into CapCut. And then visually, it's literally just visual stimulation putting them on top of each other and putting it on this random TikTok account to try to get a million views. He's literally just content farming, like it's, stealing wait, it's, other people's work, okay. stacking two clips on top of each other and putting it on a TikTok account where it goes viral and he gets paid for people to mindlessly scroll and oh. be addicted to this garbage that he didn't even make. Wait, so it's... And it was it's, like, this is how you make money. It's gameplay... Of like a basketball game on the top half, and then what's uh, on the no, bottom? it's people playing video games on people like play the top video half, games, and okay. then something on the bottom or whatever. And they're not even related; they're no. just oh. no. <laughs> what? And all the comments were just like, "Oh, so you're the worst person <laughs> in the world." 
Yes. Okay. So you're a this thief is- and you're just you're a thief and you are profiting off of people's addiction to this device. This is actually an excellent example because this definitely puts one end of the spectrum right. yeah. up for yeah. short form stuff. This exists. Well, th- yeah. yeah. And I was like. <laughs> Those were the feelings I was having when I made that reel in the morning, and then I made it, and I watched it at the end of the day, and I was like, I sound angry. <laughs> I will be honest. I remember what you that reel that you made yeah. now, and I was like, Dang, oh. is Eric okay? Yeah. Is he feeling all right? This, I know. This is a little out of pocket for him. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I, I've been making stuff recently where, I in the moment, I'm like, this is a great idea, and I do it, and I'm like, I sound sad and angry, <laughs> because... We were talking last night at our small group and, uh, and we got on the topic of hearing your own voice. And I was like, yeah, Mm. it's my whole career. I have to listen to my voice. So I'm just kind Mm. of desensitized to it. And, um, and so I brought up that reel and Sabria, my wife was like, yeah, you (laughs) like, (laughs) you sounded really like, what's wrong? She was like, it it sounded like someone was putting a gun to your head to make you read that. (laughs) I was like, no, it was actually like deep. What I was feeling deeply about the topic. It was TikTok. TikTok was holding the proverbial gun. It's so hard to like give advice, but kind of be authoritative at the same time where you're like, I don't mean to be authoritative, but I'm hoping that this hits people's ears in a way where it's like, Hey, stop doing the same thing. Everyone is doing rinse and repeat. Yeah. Right. And so that's my, that's, <laughs> welcome to my TED talk. Here's the conclusion. I just am so, so tired of people copying each other. Like that's just. Yeah, fair. And then like, and mm. creativity is copying. It is. Right. So at its, at its core, yes. Yes. Necessary. To what degree is the, is the ethical question. Right. It's more, it's more so copy parts. Take Right. parts take small bits take pieces the issue is it's a it's a copy paste from one source doing the same thing it right. should be a multitude of sources again my opinion yeah. should be a multitude of sources influencing small bits and pieces of some other thing you thought of uh-huh. or were or were convinced to say or were motivated to say or do mm. I think the frequency and the mindlessness of it also play a part too, yeah. because there's a difference between someone's photographic style influencing you and you yeah. taking bits and pieces yeah. of that and yeah. adapting it to your own voice and vision mm-hmm. versus truly mindlessly regurgitating, copying, stealing, reposting mm-hmm. all for the sake of nothing. Really? Mm-hmm. There's not really a to purpose get, to, to gain it. followers. Yeah. Like that's, for, that's literally people are like, no, that's the end goal. I want a bigger number, which is wild. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, why and you keep digging? Okay. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Okay. Why? Okay. Why more brand deals, blah, blah, blah. And then like you, if people end up getting that being mm-hmm. someone who has gotten that where it's like numbers lead to a brand deal, lead to this money, lead to this contract, you get into that work. And it's just as dissatisfying yes. as doing the reels that you hate right. to get the following. Yes. Because you have most of the time a brand just being like, you need to make it this way. You need to say these things. You need to X, Y, Z. Yep. You're like, well, at least I'm getting paid to do it. <laughs> right. But like, is that why you got into this? But with what voice? Yeah. If your voice is just mm. other people's <clears throat> stuff, what do you even do when a brand presents you that? You're literally, it's literally just a they're essentially being a parasite to you as a creative. Yes. And then you're being your mouthpiece and it's scary. Gene, do you feel similar? 
Positivity, right? Positivity. No, this is good. This is this is the right opening though, because we're going to come in swinging yes. with some optimism <laughs> in just a sec. Okay, but we, we need to set the scene. Yeah, you know, we need to kind of establish the the playground in which we are, yeah. we are having this conversation. I've had, I would say that I have felt very similarly to Eric for a few years now, especially with the rise of TikTok. I would actually say though, um, recently I've had a change of heart. Uh, and for me, at least, it's not that I disagree with everything that Eric just said. Actually, I agree with all that stuff. For me, though, I'm actually thinking less about the the perspective of the consumer. I'm actually thinking more about like myself. And one of the realizations I've had recently is I would rather be in a position of creating things when I feel excited about it than kind of like the the mental hurdle of making like a long form YouTube video. So for me, that's where yeah. I sit right now. Like yeah. I'd rather yeah. keep sharing my work with music attached to it mm -hmm. with like for me i'd rather post at this point a reel with my work than just a post with my photos okay this is where i see really? it now. okay wow yeah. um just because i want to tinker like i want to tinker yeah. with like um i think like one of my goals for this year is definitely get better at video and i want to use short form as a vehicle for me to practice yeah because not everything is suitable for youtube and like i've shared many times at this point over the past like seven months I don't want to talk about cameras anymore. I don't want to like necessarily make every video about film photography, but because of that, I'm still a photographer. Mm -hmm. I still want to share the work I'm excited about, but I want to use short form as a vehicle to do that, but not use long form to commit to like that being the vehicle for me to make those things. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. That's kind of yeah. where I sit. So like, I, I actually care less about like, um, the mundane, not thinking about it, just like churning out, but can short form be a place where I can tinker a little bit and treat it very differently than long form video. I think like for me, I'm not necessarily even trying to use reels, uh, TikTok videos to like fuel YouTube. I just want to use it as a separate place just to have fun. Yeah. Like for me, at least like, I don't care about the views. Like, but that's, that could be, that could, you know, someone listening to this could hear that and just be like, well, that's a really privileged perspective to have as totally. a creative, right? Totally. Because they're like, I need Instagram reels to book my next job. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I think for me at least to be, to say what I'm saying, it does require an individual to work hard in other facets of their business. If they're creative like us, mm -hmm. like you need to make money somehow. Right. I'm not making money from reels or like TikTok videos, but because of that, um, I do have the opportunity to make those things just for fun. But frankly speaking, so does everyone else. Like you can have a nine to five and still make reels mm -hmm. and get a ton of views. Like at the end of the day, it really comes down to what's the objective and then how will you go about attaining that objective? And for me, at least it's not like grow massive following through a 15 second video that I'm using that everyone else used a million times that song. Like it's not right. going to happen that way. Well, I think so many people, photographers and filmmakers don't want to be um, constricted to having to make short form videos as their career. But I look at it now as a way of like, okay, when we started out, we were blogging like crazy. Mm -hmm. We were blogging all of our, our weddings that we were shooting. Yeah, yeah. We had a portfolio on our website and our website was really this like rich place where people could see the body of work that we create and the real life stuff that we do yes. and we shoot. Yep. And so is Instagram or that medium now, that platform, a way for you to showcase your work in that way? So it's not so much about the the means to the end is the actual content you're making to make more of that content. Mm -hmm. But what is it like you making that video? There are there are that's where like there's a lot of value in people following you. Yes. Right? If if someone who 
you know, is more established in the career, is in your line of work, who is now adjacent, is, is adjacent to the stuff you're doing. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing you make this stuff out yeah. of passion and you are showcasing what you are capable of. Those people in real life, in, in the work you're wanting to do are seeing that work that you're making on a fairly consistent basis. And they're like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to hire Gene to make Instagram yeah. reels yeah, doing yeah. that thing, but I am shooting this X, Y, Z. And I actually want to hire him to do that. I think that's like yeah. the one other note I had was uh, like when I, if I were to empathize for like the people who watch our stuff, right. Whether it's YouTube, it's whatever, like what, if I were to empathize for them, um, I would prefer to know what's going on, uh, with the brand or the person that I follow. And if that means that they're sharing occasionally through TikTok or Instagram, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But if they were to disappear fully for eight months off every platform, and I just have no idea what they're up to, like as someone who supports or loves what they make, that bums you out. Yeah. So I'd rather be like, I'd rather still make stuff, even if it's the vehicle of short form, to continue showing the people who support me or us what we're up to, mm -hmm. then show nothing. And then it just, you you begin to, it's not that you're taking advantage of their support as like a personal brand, but you begin to lose a bit of the empathy. You begin to lose some of that support as well. Yeah. So like for me at least, again, I'm not saying like post like crazy things all the time, but if that means like posting a short from video occasionally, like I think that's great so that people yep. who support you know what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the perfect segue into the kind of like catalyzing thought that I had had that wanted me to like make this episode and use it as a topic. This thought kind of came crashing into my head last week. Your favorite movie has a trailer. You listen to this at home, you watching this right now, your favorite thing, a long form piece of art has a trailer to it. In that sense, we have the option to make trailers for our work as well. Mm -hmm. We can treat reels, we can treat vertical video, whatever platform you're doing that on, as a trailer to the stuff that you truly love. Even if you think reels are like a lesser art form, maybe you don't think it's art at all, maybe. It can still be the thing that drives meaningful traffic to something that you're really proud of. Case in point, last year, I made a reel about the Italy documentary that I made, the family trip that I mm. went on last March. That reel, for me, blew up a little bit. It got almost half a million views on Instagram. Drove meaningful traffic to the documentary yeah. that I made that I'm really proud of. The reel was like fine. I was, you know, it was cool. And I treated it like a trailer to the thing that I was really excited to share. Yeah. yeah. And it actually pushed people to go watch it, hear about my family's history, comment, enjoy, like participate in the conversation that that documentary was. And I hadn't thought about it at that point in time. But the more I've sat on it and thought about it and let it simmer more, I'm like, there's actually something to be said here mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. treating reels and like shifting your mindset around them yeah. to not just being the regurgitative thing or the thing that just uses a trending sound or whatever it is, trending song over and over again. Maybe it includes that. But shifting your mindset to think about that short form thing, that trailer, so to speak, as a way to advertise the other things that you are creating. And so yeah. maybe that's your photo work yeah. for Gene, yeah. right? Like you want people to see your photo work. Mm -hmm. You're really proud of it. You don't necessarily want to make a whole YouTube video about it, mm -hmm. but you have a body of work that you're proud of and you're using reels as a trailer to the main event, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. I think like, um, 
what we're experiencing right now is just an up in frequency with output. And mm -hmm. I think that will continue happening. Like for me too, if I ask the reverse question, um, how do you guys feel about long form video? Mm. Well, there's a lot of YouTubers and videos that make things that I don't think are great or I don't like to watch anymore. Mm -hmm. it, for me, it's like, it's just a medium now, like short form, I think as well. Yes, the frequency is going up, but it's just a medium. And I think as long as we choose to make sure that we use those mediums in a way that's both, it holds integrity to whatever brand we've presented to the rest of the world yeah. or the things that we're excited about and not making things that we're not excited about. Mm -hmm. But I think like, short form and long form in a lot of ways they're very similar mm -hmm. it's just you can make bad stuff with youtube videos too that are five ten minutes long mm -hmm. like it exists out there so oh, i yeah. think for me it's just like perspective shifting of how will i use these various mediums now because there will be someday something else that comes up even podcasting is a medium that wasn't really a thing that was big 10 years ago mm -hmm. but you guys have taken advantage of it so like i think that stuff will keep happening it's just like perspectively how we look at those mediums in a way like you're saying to take advantage of mm -hmm. to benefit not just our personal brand but also benefit the person who's digesting or consuming what we're making yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and just to acknowledge that it's been around for a while too yeah, yeah like yeah. movie trailers have been around exactly. as long as movies have right it's just like little iterations yeah, yeah. and they're they're changing with the times we're adopting the way that we have access to them and the way that we can convert. Maybe it's, you know, nine by 16 instead of 16 by nine now, yeah. whatever it is, but it's the same principle. It's, it's having a distilled version of the main event, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Uh, that's why I have been, I've had a reckoning with my, my main channel for a while now. Like I've been producing running videos for months and months on the running channel. It's been going really well. And I think that's, I've seen a lot of success in that because it's telling like three different stories at once. It's an overarching story of my, my running life over years. It's the individual block I'm in for training that people are following along, or it's like the very specific workout or race that's happening within that video. I think the, what's really interesting in that is the larger story. Mm. And I think that YouTube and people finding success and longevity and sustainability on YouTube now are creating longer form things mm. and slowing yeah. way down and making the viewer like commit to watching mm -hmm. as if it's yeah. a TV show, as if it's a movie. I think of people like Taylor Pendleton. Mm -hmm. I think of mm. people like Grainy Days. Mm -hmm. I think of people like Sarah mm -hmm. uh, who are creating the, these long pieces where it took them maybe weeks months to make yep. but the return is so much better on an artistic front on just like a consuming front it's so it's so less cotton candy and mm -hmm. much more like wow this was rich and this was an experience to mm -hmm. make and view and for me now that like things have become so diversified i really want to start exploring those mm -hmm. where it's like okay right now i'm thinking about making a video about the the mural we're collaborating on downstairs yep. But what would it look like for me to that for that to just be one chapter mm -hmm. in a video that's like forty five minutes long about mm. us renovating the studio? Yeah, because we have been for a year. Yeah, and yeah. like maybe I just am so patient mm -hmm. that I release that in November. Mm -hmm. You know, like how epic would that be? And I I really think if you're if you're looking at numbers, mm -hmm. like that is the way that I think you're going to get promoted mm -hmm. on the platform mm -hmm. because whether it's the viewer or the algorithm, which a lot of times is, is the same, like mm. the algorithm is, is catered to the viewer, recognizing that it's a good piece of work, is going to look at that and just be like, 
the volume of work that was done here. Yeah. The, this is impressive. Mm -hmm. Like this is, yeah. this took a lot of yeah. care and concern and timing and planning and thinking, executing and patience. Mm -hmm. And now I'm really partaking in something special mm -hmm. instead of the seven minute tutorial I made in two days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, Willem's first video to ever hit a million views is a two hour long relaxing film photography. Oh yeah. 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 Just two hours yeah. of him shooting film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just chill, hanging out. A lot of what Jason does as well. He has like multiple videos that are like an hour and a half to two hours long about road trips. And those all have hundreds of thousands of views. Taylor, same deal. Very recently, especially like a mm. 45 minute long Spain video. Mm -hmm. It's it's really cool. It's it's taking a lot of what you'd find in traditional media and bringing it to YouTube. And in that sense, like you can make three different trailers of that thing yes. on Instagram reels. Mm, yep. And how much more traffic is that going to drive to your like movie that you made? And yeah. how much more proud are you going to be in releasing those short form videos being like, mm -hmm. this points to something greater that I worked on over a long period of time mm. instead of just, you know, and it, like I want there to be grace in the conversation as well, where it's just like, it's okay to use the trending audio. Yeah. And like, it's okay to just make something on a whim. It's okay. It's, it's experimental. It's fine. It's fun. But like when we're having this conversation talking about sustainability mm -hmm. and it being our career mm -hmm. and something we don't want to just burn out in, mm -hmm. that's, these are the kinds of things you need to like think deeply. Yeah, about. for sure. For sure. Yeah. So Instagram reels. I'll, ma I'll make more this year. I will make more this yeah. year for I, sure. I plan on making a lot more. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. in the same way, very excited to yeah. just like tinker and yep. have fun with it and just make beautiful things. They could be a little sketchbook hmm? where you experiment. Yeah. They could yeah. also be where you make your trailers. Yeah. Or like a short film. A short film. You there, can post it on there too if you want. Yeah. There's yeah. different ideas I had of like, <clears throat> um, you know, different artists, TikTok artists that come out, musical artists that are creating insanely beautiful music. Mm. And like, what if you just made a music video for them? Like you use mm. their audio mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not like you're just using their audio to promote mm. your thing or whatever, but you're like, no, I'm going to make a music video for cool this. Oh, I see what you mean. For the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, obviously that's going to get their attention. Obviously God, they're yeah, going to yeah. share that. Like yeah. that's, that's just, that would be a really cool experience. Mm, There's one yeah. song I'd like to do that yeah. on this summer. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hey, don't, don't just rule Instagram reels out. They don't have to be bad. Some of them definitely are. Like the, yeah. the, it, the TikTok guy. Was that the, the one? Or the, yeah. He, they, I don't know who they are. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah. But, <laughs> but better things can exist. Yeah. And, and you can be one of the people that makes those better things. Actual. We're going to take a quick break. And now move into a word from our sponsor. Dude, no. Just kidding. It's Get Word Make Stuff. Yeah. We're, we're our own sponsor. <laughs> Hit him with the link. Hit him with the link. www.getboardmakestuff.com. Rallycaps listeners get an exclusive discount code that's in the description of the episode. Rallycaps10 for 10% off any order that you have. Um, also, if you don't want to buy anything, that's totally fine. We have free stuff on the website as well. Go download some wallpapers for your phone, um, some different things that are on there. We have a Spotify playlist as well now to accompany you in your boredom as you're creating some stuff. It's just an instrumental playlist that we've created that have just a bunch of either fun, really interesting, upbeat kind of... Uh, new wave jazz kind of stuff, and then some ambient stuff that's really fun to zone out to. Um, wide spectrum of music on there. Some of my favorite artists ever are on there, so go check that out as well. That will be in the description of the episode. 
Now back to the show. We're back. We're, We're back. On. We're already, we never left. Let's what are we talking real. about We're now? Here. We're going to move into a little bit of an audience Q&A Dude, for the second half of this but episode. You, before, like, do you feel how much colder it is in this room? Now? Oh, substantially yeah. colder. We turned off the heat and it's yeah. zero degrees outside. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's I'm not regretting wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, do you want to go get a hoodie? Maybe you should go get a if hoodie. it gets if it gets too bad. I I'll, noticed I'll it in okay. my feet first. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, my this is a trail." Kind of these um, slippies are doing wonders. <laughs> what, what was it? Welcome, welcome it or warm? No, no, we're not gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna bring that up on the podcast. So, okay. No, but you I mean, can't say that. Is, while I have a mouthful this is an insanely high-quality T-shirt that is keeping my midsection warm. It is, yes, it legitimately is. It's a very thick T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, but your arms are cold, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uncovered skin. You know, the other day there was a warning, like, "Hey, don't go outside in Chicago yeah, if, yeah. if uh, you're not covered, because like <laughs> in 15 minutes you're gonna frostbite. Bad, <laughs> real bad, bad, real bad, and." um yeah, Laura and I had been outside that day. So we came back, we're like, ah, oh, that doesn't feel great to hear. Um, but got some sweet video footage of the lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Glatt's reel was ridiculous. Also. Amazing. That's why we Was that the same it. morning he did that? Yeah. I, yes, it was. Same day, same yeah. day. Droning. Yeah. So cool. Sick. So neat. Um, we're going to move into. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Some audience QA. <laughs> I did we, not get that. We, was there? Did a joke just happen? Yes. Okay. Wait, did you hear what he said? Though? No. Oh, you didn't hear him. He said so cool, so neat. <laughs> he said Sony. Sony. <laughs> oh, so. There it is. There it is. There it is. Did I did I respond say so neat? Yes, you did. You did, and that's absolutely not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was good. That was very good. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, Impressive. That was very good. Okay. Trash so. can out <laughs> so, and then trash can oh gosh. in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we trashed can in pretty hard in the rerun episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that- <clears throat> Panda, a Sonic <laughs> is hot. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we went onto Instagram, set up a little poll, asked for you guys to submit some questions. We are going to answer those now. See how many we can answer in like the next, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. Try to mm-hmm. blast through and see what we can do. I'm there are stalling so, there are so to many. find them. Yeah, there's a ton of them. So how uh, many did we get? A lot between, well, between we posted it on all three accounts, yours, mine, and the rally caps one. So we have plenty to choose yeah, I have from. Like a solid forty. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna Oops. start from the top of the screenshots, and we're gonna just navigate our way down from there. You have mine. Are you at the top of the note? Oh, I'm, I don't. I just have my screenshots. Oh. I, you just go ahead. I'll just go ahead. Okay. Um, Ty asks, uh, "Is there any way I can meet you guys in Europe? Amsterdam is waiting for you guys." Oh, I'd love to go to Amsterdam. What do you Me think? Too. Why can't I say Amsterdam? Should we... Um, Let's go. We try to get another season of Ted Lasso going and get on set, go to Amsterdam. That'd be awesome. Well, we have to focus on getting um, on the third season of The Bear first. Ah, yes. Which, uh, hey, yes. they might go back to Europe. They had an episode in Copenhagen last yes, season, yes. which was really cool. Very cool. Yeah. I have no intention of international travel unless I race Berlin in September. 
other than that, oh, I don't really gotcha. want to leave the country. It's going to be a pretty a travel heavy year already for us. Within so the I, States. Yeah. I doubt we're going to do anything international outside of like Toronto. Unless I, which is yeah. technically international for us. Unless I work go to, at least go to the yeah. Olympics. Unless, Paris? unless you go to the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. To, to film to, it. Cool. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> I was like, I, <laughs> to film it. It's like, is there something you want to tell us? Mr. 210 over here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Joey Trimble asks, is pineapple on pizza okay? No. I know you said about positivity this year. Yeah, I think it's fine. It's not my favorite pizza, but I don't, I don't mind pineapple and ham. I haven't had it in forever because I don't eat meat anymore. Yeah, so I don't mind I, it. And, but Hawaiian is the classic Yeah, combo. There's, not, there's no meat on pineapple pizza. But no one does just pineapple. They, it's, it's always like pineapple, pineapple and ham. You know? yeah. It's like a Hawaiian style. Always. Yeah, sometimes it's just pineapple, isn't it? Oh, well, I that's, that's, no, I've I never had, no, that's perverse. just pineapple. I would no. You need something salty it, with like the, yeah. Yeah. So spam and pineapple. It, oh. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I'd say pure salt. Just I just said some, some tube salt. steaks and pineapple. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I, I don't mind You're pineapple okay on pizza. Tuna? Yeah. I actually don't. I, I remember it's not okay. minding it when I've tried it. Mm. Cause I, I also like a new England style, like sweet sauce as well. Mm. And it's kind of reminiscent of that. Yeah. So. Um, I don't okay. like variations off of classic pizza. Pepperoni. Oh, interesting. It's then it just doesn't feel like pizza anymore. Mm. I don't. I hate to be elitist about food, though. So I like pizza in general. So I just like any kind of. Do you like Spacanopoli? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, it's like some of the best wood fire pizza in the world. Yes. It's <laughs> so good. It's delicious. Uh, Benjamin Valance asks tips for balancing work and home life while still finding time to enjoy your own hobbies. We are the wrong people to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All of our hobbies are something that we I mean, do for work. I, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we don't um, have any no, hobbies outside of our work. I, no, I, I don't. No, I, I do. Um, oh, the, I do. I was yeah. being kind of tongue in cheek, mostly tongue, less cheek. Um, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to sound weird, but it did. <laughs> um, no, I actually, I have been trying to be like more mindful of this lately. Um, music in particular, I've yeah. been keeping close to the chest for me personally as like my hobby hobby. Uh, not really doing anything with that on a business front, just doing it to enjoy it. And also, despite the amount of design work that I've done, especially in the last six to eight months, I still don't do that for client work. Mm. I do it for me and I do it to flex creative muscles that I otherwise wouldn't in photo yeah. film. So I would say, I mean, cause I have hobbies outside of what we do. Like, obviously I love film photography, but I love playing basketball. I'm in a league and I love going to the gym in the mornings. So that's why I like... I think for me, at least, so one of the things, the habits that really help me with partitioning, like work and mm, personal partition. life, is, um, you like that? Mm -hmm. That's good, right? Yeah. Nice. Um, is understanding the amount of work I actually have to get done. So instead of being mindless about like, oh, I need, to, I have so much work to do, but actually looking at my calendar, looking at my planners, and saying, okay, this week I need to get this done. If I get this done, I'm good. I don't mm. have to think beyond mm. that. Like, oh my gosh, it's a rat race. Like, sometimes I yeah. think honestly, if we're honest with ourselves, it's not like everyone has to work ten hours a day. That's so unrealistic. As especially if you're a business owner yourself and you get to dictate your life style to a certain extent. Yeah. But I think for me at least, um, just being very self-aware of my actual obligated work and then working around that has been beneficial for me. Yeah. Great. Uh, our buddy Daniel Ellender, what's up, Daniel, oh, Daniel. asks, uh, I love this question. He says, explain the power of, quote, delegate to elevate. Love that. That's oh. so cool. Um, specifically within the podcast and with YouTube editors. 
Mm. Which I think is a really timely question because this is something we've talked about a lot for 2024 for oh, us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, one, Chad is our editor. Shout out to Chad. Ooh, ooh. He's sitting on the floor He's the over best. there. He is the best. We don't have um, it in the budget to have a chair for him. No. <laughs> He's on the floor right now. Sorry, Chad. I still have an apple box to put my coffee on. <laughs> But he was sitting on an Apple box before. No. So the power of delegates elevate is not going well for us. <laughs> I mean, we've delegated, we've delegated to put that on the floor. Oh, rip. Um, we need another Apple box for him or a, or a couch. Well, um, the no. stool is holding the other camera. <laughs> it's because it so makes no Probably get another We tripod. have two tripods in the studio and one is a small version of the other one. Um, no, I think there's a ton of, I, I love the phrasing of that. I haven't heard it put like that before, yeah. delegate to elevate. Um, there's an immense power that comes with teamwork and with bringing people on and kind of getting to a point where you... Uh, understand and realize that it's time to take some of the responsibilities off your plate and entrust someone else with those, which can be kind of scary at yeah. first, uh, but has huge reward mm -hmm. uh, down the mm -hmm. road. Delegation is very much tied to, oh, I just did a Michael Scott. I started the sentence and didn't know <laughs> hey, where I was going. watch this. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> no, delegation is very much tied to the notion that uh, no one's actually paying attention to you. You know that that concept mm, yeah, yeah. of like you're you're we're constantly thinking that people are like wow he hasn't posted in forever or right. you're like well, where do you go which some people are and some people might say that right but most of the time they have no idea that you're gone and so I think really stepping back and going okay I'm 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 not as big of a deal as I kind of mm. make in my head yeah. It can really release the tension of it needing to be perfect. Yep. And delegating is a release of needing it to be perfect. Yes. Because it is, it is the act of um, fighting perfectionism and it being a cripple, crippling um, thing for you to not be consistent at all. Right. I think the podcast is actually a really great example yeah. of that because we by nature want to be consistent with a show like this. Mm -hmm. We want to show up every week and be here and have these good conversations to share with all of you. But there is not enough time in the day for us to be taking on all of the back end production that comes with the show. And so passing that off to Chad is a huge stress reliever for us and also is the thing that allows the show to be weekly. Yeah. So and in that sense too, it's almost like we're not necessarily sacrificing quality. If anything, we're actually elevating the quality a little bit by being able to pass off some of that work. We get to focus more on the topics, the scripts, um, the set design, things of that nature that just bring the production value and the overall just, you know, knowledge of the show yeah. up a lot higher as yeah, well. Yeah. And something that I love about this season too, and, and like this literal season of rally caps and moving forward into this year is that as people are watching and listening, they're going to like see a baby step of elevation. Yes. Every single episode. Yeah. Like visually audio, like as we continue to tighten up the set, put more lights up, get more sound, mm -hmm. um, paneling in here, all those things, even just visually right now, this, um, with glass episode before, like yep. we have elevated a visual step and we've wanted to for so long, but haven't had the capacity to mm. Dude, talk about, you know, looking at things over the long term. Yeah. Like imagine imagine putting a still of our first episode in this studio compared to like the last episode of this year. Yeah. Blanket fort. 
Yeah. And then, you know, steps yeah. in between and yeah. then the final polish set by the yeah. end of 2024 will be incredible to look at that progress. Yeah. Idea. Haven't said this to you outside of podcast. Okay. <laughs> but like maybe for a, a couple months or something, if we're getting more guests in here, like doing a, a table style. Yeah. Yeah. Where we can yep. face each other. Yep. Love it. I like the table. Because this is hard. It is you in the middle. It's difficult for the person. And I'm always sitting yeah. in the middle. Me, yeah. Gene, in yes. the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hope there's no first time listeners. That's gonna be so awkward for them. <laughs> um, yeah, Daniel, love that question. Thank you for asking that. Uh, JT Oliver, that's your Instagram handle. I don't know what your first name is, but JT Oliver asks favorite off camera flash setup. Bouncing that to Gene because he is the wizard of that favorite off camera <laughs> flash setup. That. Oh, hey, I didn't even mean to do that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's that neat. good. Yeah. So, so <laughs> neat. So neat of you to say that. Um, I mean, right now with the, with the digital stuff, I use a pro photo flash. Um, I actually shoot a lot of off flash during dance floor stuff. I have a trigger. So I'll trigger it handheld, which has been a lot of fun because it gives a different look. Uh, and I do a very similar approach with my film work with a Leica SF. 20 flash, um, mm -hmm. which I have on a shutter cable that I can also kind of take handheld off the camera and shoot that way. But um, I don't know, I'm still learning a lot of stuff with flash, but that's how I currently shoot off camera stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love that. I don't shoot off camera flash. I, um, I used to, and then my pro photo flash uh, crapped out for yeah. no reason. Which I'm still pretty annoyed about. I still need to reach out to Profoto about that. Everything about but it. You works. bought it used, right? I well, I did, and it's super old. Yeah. So let's see how <laughs> let's let's see how much they believe in their product. Yeah. And if they don't, I'll uh, lambast them on rally caps. Yeah. Positivity. Yeah. Positivity, <laughs> baby. Positively, don't use Profoto. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I'm, so neat. I'm sure it was <laughs> a fluke. <laughs> Um, Joey asks, what does your day look like when balancing family fitness and creative endeavors? Another mm. balance question. You should answer this one with Ron. Yeah. Okay. Really what does your, yeah. your day look like? What time are you up for a run? And yes, we're allowing you to talk about running right now. Okay. You know, it's a big Thank step. You. Positivity, you know? Well, it, it feels hard to talk about it right now because I'm in such a transitional pivotal point. I got sponsored by BPN over the past two months, starting in December of 23. And bare so performance nutrition, bare performance really nutrition. Unfamiliar. So I am a BPN athlete now. And with that comes a lot of incredible perks, um, that I'm coming to realize hold me very accountable. Yeah. Because now it's like, well, and to go back to the question of like keeping your hobbies, hobbies, I chose not to do that with running. Mm -hmm. um, I and I, I don't know this. Maybe this is to my detriment. I feel like I, I end up sharing the things I'm just excited about and see success in um, through the medium of filmmaking. And I honestly don't know if I want that to change. Like I don't. I I'm in a as of recent, like the past few weeks, even feel like I'm in a very very healthy place with all of my work and personal stuff. And to me. For me, diversification of hobbies, skills, work allows me to feel more comfortable with not having any kind of consistency in any direction, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so with that, um, I'm now being coached by Jeff Cunningham, who's BPN's running coach. And so to have a plan where every day I'm just like, 
and my week and my day, I, I know what my workout is. Yep. That's really helpful to hold me accountable. And then like having all of the, the supplements and all of the fueling, um, sent to me and available gives me the ability to like lay all that stuff out the night before, mm-hmm. have a plan for the morning. Like today I got up at, um, at five and got my workout in and was home by seven thirty. Cool. um, by going to the, the gym and treadmill. Um, but I've been building out a home gym yep. to, uh, to just, it's like cutting out all the fat and with time, like going to the gym and coming back is going to take me at least 20 minutes to get on the treadmill. And so I'm cutting that out and I invested in putting a squat rack and a treadmill in my garage. Mm-hmm. So the winter months that can be done faster. Um, and so uh, it's just, it's a process right now. It's been, it's been a mess, but the way we have, um, done it in in somewhat of a healthy way is just constant communication that's Mm -hmm. usually my response Mm -hmm. but my wife and i now are uh very much planning to become more consistent with our days especially as like we are toying with the idea of friday being a lift day at my Mm -hmm. house um with a specific day for rally caps and or gbms Mm -hmm. um those specific days being locked in in a week. Yes. And then um, Sabria and I really navigating when I should be doing workouts early in the morning and then when I can use it during work hours because now yeah. it's my job. Yeah. So right. That's a very long answer. No, but that's perfect. But there's no one way to do it. It's just about uh, intentionality and communication. Really, mm-hmm. yeah. Love it. Uh, dear friend of the show, Teo Crawford, thanks for asking a question, Teo. Uh, what's something you used to struggle with in regards to art that you've overcome? Ooh. That's a deep one. Mm, that's a deep one. That's a good one. You answer it. I answer it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot, deep question. What's something I used to struggle with? I think, hmm. I think I, I definitely used to, I'm just going to start speaking because I don't have an answer. Yeah. Well, I'm going to reverse Michael Go Scott. Ahead, Scott. Um, Mr. Scott. Hey, Mr. Scott. <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> Um, (laughs) I think I, I used to feel timid in sharing my work because I never wanted to feel like I was either oversharing or, um, I guess almost like coming off as arrogant in, in what I was doing or sharing. And I think I've been able to grow a bit in that and learn how to thread the needle and appear confident and proud without being boastful Mm -hmm. and have some kind of voice and confidence behind the work that I'm sharing without it being like too in your face or too loud. Um, Because that's something that's really important for me, at least when it comes to sharing my work and putting a lot of myself into the images or videos that I create. I just, I really want it to feel like true to who I am. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that totally answers the question, but I think that is a struggle that I've, I've had in the past mm-hmm. for sure is like, what's the balance between like sharing too much or, or, um, I guess like how this is perceived. And I think another smaller part of that is like starting to learn how to not care as much Mm. as, as how I'm perceived Mm -hmm. and just that, that comes with building the confidence a little bit. Um, is like a, a quiet, strong presence behind the things that I'm doing that again, isn't like asking for too much attention, but is just 
proud and showing up and doing good things and not caring as much about what other strangers online yeah, think about it for sure. and focusing more on the people that actually do connect <clears throat> with it. Mm -hmm. There, I landed on a question. That's great. That's yep. great I like that. I stumbled upon it. That's good. And Michael Scott in my way right to the finish line. That's perfect. The fettuccine Alfredo really helps. That's awesome. Uh, Gene, did Thanks, you, Taya. did you, um, when you were starting out, did you feel like what you were doing was art and does it feel like art now? Uh, not when I started out. Someone asked me this a few years ago. Like, do you feel like your photography is art? And my answer was actually yes. Then this is probably like f three, four years ago. Uh, I think like Steven was saying, there is a transition of like, as you begin to share more and you develop your own voice. Cause like one of the, one of the difficulties as an artist is if you don't share your work at all, it's all in your head. Mm -hmm. Like the doubts come in, the insecurities. And as you share, as you see people commenting or verbally talking about it, um, not only do you begin to find confidence, but a lot of times too, if you have a good group of people around you, they'll help form your style as well mm. through their excitement around your work. Oh, yeah. that's, that looks amazing. Or like, like whatever that may be. Um, but I think anyone, not just photographers, when you begin to share your artwork, it takes a lot of time to build the confidence and acknowledging that it's art. Yeah. Uh, even if it's for a client, I still would say that um, a, not everything I make, but most things I make, I would define it as art. Yeah. Cool. I like that answer. It's very good. You're so eloquent, Gene. Mm -hmm. Gene. Eric. Oh, sorry, Aaron. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, I am Aaron Bean asks, where's Bean? Oh, God. Not downstairs yet because it's not 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. What time is it? It's not 5 p.m. <laughs> All right, Steven. <laughs> you, you silly boy. Zach, <laughs> Zach wow. Elkins. What's up, Zach? Zach, oh, Zach. visited the studio not too long ago. When DPing, Steven mm. or Gene. Or Eric. Or, or yeah, or Eric. <laughs> dude, this Gene guy's talking to himself again. When, it's so crazy. <laughs> oops, 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 oops. That's oh, oh. ultimate narcissism right there. Oh, baby, oops, oh, when DPing, what questions or guidance do you give the crew or actors to get a shot for a scene? When DPing, let's just yeah, like bring it to okay, bring it to rerun. Yes, we talk about this super in depth in a semi recent episode. I think it was. I'm not going to get the number right. I'm not even going to try. Fifty seven. It's, it's was it fifty seven? I think so. It was fifty seven. You're right. Yes, it was episode fifty seven. Go back. We'll link it in the description. Um, Eric and I DP'd uh, our friend's film back in October and November, um, which was a crazy experience. We deep dive into a lot of that whole experience in that episode that's like an hour-long conversation um in short could you give me the question again uh, dping what questions or guidance do you give to the crew or actors to get a shot for a scene oh wow it's hard because like, you're not well you're, you're not giving them advice on the acting because the director's doing no that. as far as communication to crew is concerned mm. admittedly we have really worked in a tight-knit group small group um, so there are certain luxuries that has afforded us and that we don't need to necessarily know the proper language cause we're communicating well, within our own team, yes. yeah. um, which is super helpful. I would recommend that first and foremost, yeah. if you can work with people that, you know, because yeah. there is a certain, I think we've, we, we've made fun of it in the past, but <laughs> and we've also learned the value of it too, is having a certain language onset. Why like a, power cable is called a stinger or why there are three variations of an apple box and that's LA, Chicago, and New York. 
things like that, like there's shorthand words for these things so that you can communicate quickly. And that does make a big difference when you are pressed for time on set, like just having that language that you're speaking second nature with people yeah. totally makes sense. And there's a lot of validity to it. Um, but then, you know, one step deeper is like, if you can have that and then also have people that you are super familiar with and work with them and you have your own language beyond what is kind of the broadly accepted language on set, that makes it even easier to just get really easy, consistent, quick action from whatever that team is. Yeah. Um, so for us, we were really communicating with with Chad, with Isaac, um, with a few of the other PAs that were on set mm. for rerun specifically. Mm. Um, and a big thing with that is I think, honestly, just being confident in the vision that we have for a scene, mm -hmm. knowing what we need for it, deciding on it, and just being clear and concise and getting action. Not not the action. Yeah. Not the slate action. Yeah. It's a that's an action. That's a lights camera action joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad one too. <laughs> <laughs> but getting getting uh -huh. action like getting people moving on set and doing the thing. So just being clear and concise mm. with ideally people that you know. And yeah. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, man. But like Seriously, but actually, don't, just don't be a jerk. Like, yeah, we've we've seen and heard plenty of things about sets with yeah. just people using the vernacular, people using <laughs> Stinger and these words in an exclusive, excluding mm. kind of way. Whereas, like, you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're not part of the conversation. Right. It it's okay to it's great to use those, and there's a lot of function with it. It's actually like a, mm. a bonding experience to be able to have your own language mm -hmm. because, like. We've worked with each other so much that mm. whenever we're on set for anything, we're yeah. saying all these things where like it literally sounds like we're talking a different language. Yes. But when someone comes <laughs> into someone comes into PA and they're like they're asking questions about that, it might not be the right time in the moment. Yeah. But at least just being like, let, let's deep dive on this on lunch break. Yeah. Later. Not just being like, I can't talk to you right now. Yeah. Like that kind of response is not necessary. Right. But rather, if you have time, explain it. Yeah. If you don't have time, let's talk about this another time. Yeah. Like pocket that, write a yeah. note in your phone. Yeah. Let's. I would love to talk. Yeah. I just got to focus on this right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which will be challenging in the moment. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to talk about in hindsight like that, but it's very hard to extend grace to other people when you are You're stressed out of your mind. Oh, on yeah. Set. Like it's very, it's very difficult. Try your best still. Yeah. 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 And it's, I think... In a, in a DP front or yeah, if you're, if you're like grip or whatever, using your hands and making the scene happen, mm -hmm. it's much more about the communication with the crew than it is about the actors. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously still being pleasant and kind with the mm -hmm. actors, but most of the time you're just giving them directions that they're very easily able to follow. Yep. And have a good, uh, shot deck and a good mood board as well. Cause all this the, stuff ahead of the time, clearer yeah. the vision is in your head, the easier it is for you to communicate all totally. these things to other people. So whatever, is just a good confident direction whatever helps you achieve that do it because there's no time to spare on set that's what i was gonna and say you yeah. got to be efficient with what you have yeah all the pre-production make sure you do your job too yes yeah yeah have producers yeah eric <laughs> yes, do, you, <laughs> do you think where you live affects your business where i live affect 100 yeah i think like um i was having this conversation recently i moved to Chicago from Michigan uh, seven years ago, and you were having this conversation with us recently. On a your, lot of on your episode. Oh, of that's the show. yes, that's correct. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's true. I forgot. Yeah, Eric's episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, one hundred percent. I feel like um, 
there are ways to have a successful business or be a, an incredible creative wherever you live, really. But I do think there's something about more opportunities in a place where it's just more densely populated. Mm -hmm. But for me, like the big thing is not so much about Chicago itself. It's that we're all here together. Um, And obviously like Steven, you made a big jump coming from the East coast to here Mm -hmm. to be here for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Because we signed that verbal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We signed that. But anyways, um, I think it matters. I think it does matter. Like the opportunities, the people too, uh, you're going to typically find them in places or move places together where you can be together. But I, I think it matters. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's, don't get discouraged if you're not in one of those yeah. places, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like lean into what is special about mm-hmm. wherever you live. You mm-hmm. may not think yeah. that because you want to move to Chicago, LA, Nashville, wherever. Um, but what can you do? Like, can you pull out a macro lens and start like going to the field? Like what, what yeah. are you going to do to make it interesting? And to just put something in the world you're mm-hmm. proud of. Um, I don't, I haven't watched this video yet, but I can assume you guys know Jake Fru mm-hmm. yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. He had, he had the thumbnail. So captivating. There's so many videos like this where I just haven't pressed click, but I want to, I assume he's talking about this cause I've watched his other work, but he has a video where he's like reaching into the fridge and it's a carrot and it's like, why wow, your boring life is beautiful. Mm, and yeah, just yeah. that sentiment yeah. of uh, what what kind of beauty can you find in the mundane in mm-hmm. the boring? I think that was one of Danny's most watched videos of 2023. It was his first video of the year, I believe, and it was an, an ordinary day in 2023. Yep. Was the title of it, I think, and it was gorgeous. And it was just him and Anna going to the grocery store, cooking at their apartment, mm-hmm. just super mundane things. There's so much beauty in that. Mm-hmm. You don't need all the drone shots and FPV and yeah. waterfalls. and Definitely yeah. don't need all of that. <laughs> hey, I will say, if if you have a clear vision of what you want and you see a city as the potential catalyst for a lot of those things, move. Do it. Yeah, it's worth yeah. it. Or if you see something like Creative Club, for example, which is something we get asked a lot, is like, oh, man, how do I start something like this in my hometown? you could be literally the person that is the catalyst Mm -hmm. for something like this for a place that would have never expected to have something Mm -hmm. like this. Like you could be that leader in your community to make that happen for sure. Um, that was Giorgio who asked that. Thank you for asking that. Thank you, my friend. Um, it's a great one. Mm. Oh no, no, it's not. It's, it's specifically to me. Never mind. Just kidding. To Gene. Gene. (laughs) Gene. (laughs) (laughs) Um, was it actually to Gene? To real Gene? I'm being no. attracted. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm there now. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on <clears throat> Canon versus yes. Sony? Yes, I'm so happy this question came up. Janice. You want me to answer that? Duh. Yes. Mr. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want. I've gotten the place in my career for doing like <laughs> photo work now. I, so like my my short answer is um, I've been a Canon shooter for years and years and years the entirety of my career, and I've just gotten to a point where uh, I, I am super comfortable with the tools, but they're not tools that necessarily get me excited to keep making things. Yeah. And so I am beginning to look elsewhere, and it's not so much of a knock completely on Canon, but I when I look at other companies, it's like anything, cars, shoes, anything. Um, I'm always looking at what will propel me to getting excited to make those things. And for me right now, I'm just going to be completely honest. Canon is not doing that for me. Yes. Like I love 
anything film related. Um, but the reality is that I still make most of my income from my digital work. Yeah. Yep. I never pick up my Canon stuff anymore if it's not for commissioned work. Yes. And that bums me out because Oof. even YouTube too, like I want to make stuff all the time. Mm. But when I think about that chunky boy <laughs> just <laughs> waiting there for me. <laughs> You're talking about your camera, right? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think like in the end. <laughs> your R5C is a little bloat on the back. Had too much pasta at dinner. <laughs> like, really got Eric with that one. <laughs> He's out for the count. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Digital cameras aren't super exciting anymore. No, <laughs> no they're not. It's so like for me too. They're I'm actually like, for me, when I think about it as a tool, I want something that's minimal. Yeah. It's also like, the way I like to li live my life. I'm not trying to have like 20 pieces of yeah. gear to run around. Like I just want it to be small, compact, easy to use. And if Sony, if Nikon, wh wh whoever makes that thing, that's wrong. I don't have any brand loyalty at this point yeah. about like, I'm going to stick with this brand for 10 years because it's not the brand that's supporting me. I'm just using that tool to support myself. So like for me, if it's Sony, I'm going to use Sony. I don't care anymore. I used to be so openly public about like my feelings towards like hating brands that do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that's so foolish of me yeah. to say those things and not take advantage of the things that they're making so that I can be better creative and creator. Mm -hmm. And that's my perspective for 2024 is like, I'm going to use the thing that's going to get me excited to make things. Not I think that's a great so much a name on it. Yeah. Do you think it's a zero 100%. sum game to kind of have that attitude though? Because like every two years you're like, I need something new. I need a different tool or is that okay? I think for me, at least right now, I think it's okay. Like it's some self-awareness too. Like I'm not a gearhead. You guys mm -hmm. like, I'm like, oh, I need like, that's not my personality either. And I don't, that's why I said, I don't want to make those kind of videos anymore either. It's like a lot of self-awareness and realization of, I really don't care that much about, like, I need to talk about this thing, but will that thing help me make the thing I'm going to make 5% better? Or will the thresh like, will the hurdle get a little smaller for me to make it? If that, if it's yes, I'm going to use that. Or will it though. cause you to actually make it? Exactly. Yeah. Like right. that's the direction I'm idea. headed towards. And like, yeah, I don't know what this year is going to hold. Like right now I'm just tinkering with different things. Mm -hmm. um, and it might be Sony truthfully, mm -hmm. but I don't know yet. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I would argue that it is Sony. At this point, probably, like, I'm leaning in that direction pretty heavily. Yeah. I mean, none of us... Yeah, worth what's sitting on your desk right now. Which I can, yeah. like, return to. It's more of, like, a trial, oh, but yeah. I bought an FX3. Oh. oh. <laughs> you're, like, you're <laughs> cor Gene's cornering me. Gene's, cor Gene's bullying we've Eric. Got, we've got the creator over here. Oh, my oh God. Gosh. Tyler, is that you? Oh, my That's God. wild. Nice um, to meet you. Yeah, did I you know that the creator was shot on the FX3? Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> yeah, man, it really was. Super duper was, man. Yeah, with crazy yeah. expensive lenses. Mm -hmm. No, no, just the kid. Okay, anyway. Oh, yo, imagine, uh, imagine. Fire, fire by night photos. Wanting to get into film, but can't afford a Leica M6. Recommendations. I'm so. I thought the beginning of that question was fire by night photos question mark. I was <laughs> Me like, too. What? That's, That's the handle. I was like, two what does that mean? Fire by night photos. Asks. <laughs> Want to get into film, but can't afford a Leica M6. Oh, Recommendations. Dude, no one can afford a Leica M6. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, I would know. I got what, mine for free. <laughs> I couldn't afford that camera. So just be Steven. So just be Steven and uh, all your problems will disappear. Um, no, most definitely not. Uh, there are so... Film... 
35, 35 dude, rangefinder. 35 rangefinder. Um, we got, dude, uh, Konica Hexar RF. That's mm. a great camera. Um, yeah. The Canonet. Uh, QL17. I had that camera for a great camera. Fantastic camera. Um, if you want not rangefinder, just a general SLR. Man, a Canon A1 is just so... So it, you can get it for Easy. 100 bucks. If less you can afford at, the Nikon F3, Nikon beautiful F3 is amazing. camera. Um, yeah. There are so many 35 millimeter cameras that are just fantastic. At the end of the day, if you want some encouragement on this front, when you think about film in particular, you are basically using the same sensor, so to speak, in whatever <laughs> camera you put it in. So that film is going to be the same film, whether it's in a $100 Canon A1 or a $5,000 Leica M6. Yeah. Same film, either way. The lenses do make a big difference, mm -hmm. I will say. A lot of people will get Leica for the access to Leica glass, which is fair. Leica glass is amazing, but by no means necessary to make good images. Mm -hmm. Just get get a, any thrift store 35 millimeter camera that you can and just start shooting because the money that you save by getting a yeah. cheap 35 millimeter camera to start, you can invest in film. And that makes a big difference at the end of the day. But I, eventually, eventually, you'll probably run into Gene's issue with the Canon versus Sony situation and then want an experience that makes you pick up the camera more and feel motivated to do so. I, I, would oh, say, I thought you were talking about like a Sony film camera. No, no, no. I was no, like, no. what? No, I yes, will also that's say fair. Like, that's fair. My FX answer when I, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. When I get this question, I always say point and shoot film cameras because yeah. they come with a flash. Yeah, because that's like, true. If you don't yeah. understand how film works, uh, you're really capped at like shooting with a lot of natural light, available light. Yeah. But point and shoots are good because they're cheap. The other reason why I suggest those is because you might not like film actually. Yeah. So like don't invest too much money, shoot a point and shoot camera, see if you like it first. If you like it, it's expensive even on the back end with Devin scanning. So mm -hmm. just make sure you like it first before you even entertain the idea of getting like a rangefinder that is a few hundred dollars when you can get a point and shoot under a hundred bucks. So yes. maybe just start there. Yep. One hundred percent. Okay, we're gonna go. I want to get through more of them. We're just yes. gonna do them fast. Heck yeah, let's do it. Okay, Terrence P. Stevens, how do you Organize file structure for wedding, commercial, and personal work. For me, it is SSDs, a handful of them to move them around, a four terabyte um, internal SD on uh, SSD on my computer. So operational stuff is always existing on my computer or SSDs, and then everything is archived on a NAS in the studio, which is just 80 plus terabytes. And then you guys are similar, but mm -hmm. uh, have mm -hmm. docs mm -hmm. under... Yes. Your monitors. Yeah. Yep. That yeah, yeah. yeah, Gene and I have the same. Um, they're not raids. They are these customizable uh, enclosures that you can put uh, whatever drives you like inside of them and then set it up so that instead of reading as a RAID array, you can treat them as individual drives. But the benefit is that you have one USB-C cable going into your computer, but you access both of them as individual drives, which is really nice. Um, I personally prefer to use that. I also use Carbon Copy Cloner to mm. basically build my own RAID array without having the pitfalls of RAID. So... Carbon Copy Cloner is this awesome automation software that mirrors drive one to drive two. Uh, and all of that is being copied from my MacBook Pro 4 terabyte internal SSD, which I also have a mirrored copy of in a Samsung T9 Shield, uh, which is also four terabytes. So I have an exact dupe of whatever's on my internal SSD at all times on an external SSD. And then everything is backed up onto two uh, 18 terabyte Iron Wolf Seagate yeah. drives. Yeah. Great. That was a great, perfect, yeah. short answer. Okay, here we go. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> Cassidy Prince Media says. Uh, Inception. Whoa. Fa wait, you go. Favorite. E.T. 
Oh my gosh. Favorite <laughs> movie is so tough. Pick one. Pick one. Pick There's one. so many good pick ones. One. Um, pick favorite. Go. P- pick Go. favorite movie. Go. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, uh, one one I've rewatched a ton is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. I adore that film. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Nate Bustamante, Bergazzi? No, Nate Bustamante films. Mm. Uh, he's been making daily IG reels. Very cool. Mm. Um, do you do you guys still enjoy shooting weddings, or has commercial work or YouTube been more fulfilling? Yes, I still enjoy shooting weddings, and it is because of that that we have all chosen to shoot less of them because we all love them. Great answer. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, how far are you making Eric run tomorrow? <laughs> That's just a gene. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, what? <laughs> ran, no, what was the just, question? It's getting too confusing. It's with too confusing. Switching. This is Eric. That's how, Gene. How far are you making Gene run tomorrow? <laughs> Says Brady Keeks. Well, how cold is it tomorrow? Yeah. That's the real question. <laughs> he ran because it was frigid. So maybe we just need to like, oh, oh, get it going yesterday? in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to go to the body shop for our car. And it's like five Take blocks from... <laughs> Oh, it's candy. It's like five Never blocks mind. from the shop to my house or my apartment. And uh, yesterday, like halfway through, I started sp- sprinting because it was so cold. I was like, I look like an idiot. I don't care. I can't feel my face right now. For reference, it's been like the w- the feels like has been like negative 25 bad. in Chicago. Brutal. Bad, bad, yeah. bad. Uh, the past okay. like five days. Uh, lots more questions, but I'm just going to do quick Keep ones. Going. Rally yeah. Caps merch. Yes. Yes. This year. Yep. Canon R5C or FX3. 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 R5C. <laughs> FX3. I'm FX3. Not even up I don't own either okay. FX3. Uh, I, yeah, FX3. What is Steven's favorite dish to cook? Says Tanner Castro. Oh, whoa. Um, Laura and I have been having this awesome uh, peanut butter noodle dish that has mm. been so good. So, yeah. Some nice um, air fried tofu, some cilantro, some lime. Tons. Uh, it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, Gene, would you rather have hands for feet or feet for hands? <laughs> hands also, for feet. Tanner. Hands for feet, right? Also hands for feet. <laughs> Tanner's like a monkey? Hands her hands her feet. I don't want that. I can't run. I don't feet for hands? You could you can't I do I want Oh then I could be a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Hands for feet, then I could Did you go to horse before dog? (laughs) Makes no sense. Those are hooves. Dude, I could be a horse. Just imagine, like, human feet photoshopped on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) That would be terrifying. Oh, my goodness. A horse with human feet? Okay. um, Oh, ew. Last one. (coughs) Nate Black, (coughs) longtime listener, follower. Appreciate you. Uh, Thoughts on digital medium format? Oh, very much love. Um, Eventual for me. Yeah, I have an incoming loaner from a moment of a Fuji GFX system, TBD on dates and the exact kit, but I am really excited to dabble in that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's kind of what all three of us would hope to move into Inevitable, eventually. I think, yeah. Um, and more For so, slow digital work. I was mm-hmm. going to say, I, I think cameras like that, and if this is the last question, I'll take a little, little more time sure. on it, but um, I think digital medium format is very specific mm. and i think it in of itself signals a specific use case yeah. that you'd have it for mm-hmm. you don't buy that for just anything mm-hmm. you buy it for a specific reason yeah. and i think eventually we could all see ourselves having a reason to use that camera yeah. with the style of work that we are shooting i think it comes down to client usage mm-hmm. like what are they going to use that image for so mm-hmm. like obviously yeah, there needs to be a purpose for getting it, but I, I do see all of us eventually with the clientele that we're building up 
Yeah, that, that would, it would justify something like that. I mean, let's be honest. We're really thinking about it because John Sofer is back on Instagram. <laughs> medium oh, I've been format th- digital. Dude, the Hasselblad XTD would be Gosh, a beautiful camera. Go, go follow John Stofer on Instagram. Yeah. J-O-H-N-S-T-O-F-F-E-R. Love we, you, John. We have an episode with him from the very first yeah. season of Rally Caps. We should get him back on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It, would be, it would be great to do a follow-up with him. I feel like so much has changed yeah, for him. because he's working for his mom now, <clears throat> but... We'll find out in no. the episode. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Last I heard, well, they had another kid. They did have another kid. We do know that much. Okay. We're going. And interior defined collapsed since we last saw him. So there's that too. Yeah. They're back in business, but they got mm. restructured. So they're like Alibaba now. <laughs> A shell of what they used to be. <laughs> okay. That's a great space <laughs> for ending. Really good ground to stick a awesome. flag into. Thank That's you awesome. so much for listening. Whatever platform you're listening on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh, feel free to give us a rating. Leave a like on the video if you're watching on YouTube or comments. That helps with <laughs> the algo. And, that was lame. <laughs> and hey, so, you. Something we said at the end of the last episode, we said if you made it this far, comment your favorite flower. People actually did that. So, so do that again this episode. What's uh, your favorite pizza? Pizza. What's your favorite style of pizza? If you made it to the end, great. Mm. The very end. Comment below. Is that gonna be a new thing? Uh, yeah. A question at the end. A question at the end. Pretty good. Like if, if you made it to extra endings. Thank you so much for sticking it out to the end. Do you guys like long episodes? Also, leave that answer in the comments because this too. was long wasn't it yeah hour half hour 12, 12. but i think well, i think i'm i think i'm liking that okay great yeah. fun. all right love okay. you bye bye love you